What's up, bitches? Welcome back to another episode of Bitchin' with Brian, episode 15. Yes, sir. I know it's been a little minute, but we're about to go ahead and jump right into it. Before we do that, though, y'all know how I do. Let's go ahead and get these bills paid, get these ads out the way. Bitches, I really appreciate everybody for tuning in and listening to me, keeping up with me. I need one more thing from you guys, though. Whatever platform it is that you're listening on right now, I need you to go ahead and hit me with a like, a rating, a comment, and don't forget to subscribe so that way you're always up to date on when I release that next episode of Bitchin' with Brian. Are you in need of a daily dose of Bitchin' with Brian? (laughs) Trust me, I understand. With me posting content weekly, the other six days can seem, you know, melancholy, if you will, depressing. So I want to help you remedy that. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Bitchin' with Brian. You can also follow my personal Facebook page at Brian Banks. You'll see this gorgeous face smiling right back at you. And if those two aren't an option for you, feel free to follow me on both Instagram and Snapchat at the underscore Brian Banks. That's T-H-E underscore B-R-I-A-N-B-A-N-K-S. I look forward to um, hearing from you guys soon. If you guys want to let me know that you fucking with what I'm bitching about, yes, you guys want to comment things. If you have topic suggestions or you just want to drop a line saying hello, all bitching things will be happening on my social media. Yes, I look forward to hearing from y'all soon. All right, all right, all right. Now that that is out of the way, let's go ahead and jump right into this thing. I'm back from my hiatus. I've been working on some creative things, uh, trying to get 2020 started strong. So, you know, you got to do that planning um, before you get there. It can't be planning for 2020 and 2020, right? So um, that kind of took a majority of my focus. But as I said, I'm back. Hiatus is over. Sabbatical is done. Episode 15 called uh, Fuck These Hoes for multiple reasons. I got three categories here for you. I'm going to break it down. Um, It's going to be professional, political, and personal. So we're going to jump right into this thing. Um, Okay. So y'all know things always got me bitching. Um, But I was reading. I don't know where, so don't ask me. Um, But I was reading about how we got to the eight hour workday because, you know, it used to be 12 um, before. I want to say that this all changed around the time that um, we got like Social Security and um, when FDR, I can't think of the name of what he did. But, y- you know, my um, my history scholars, y'all know what I'm what I'm getting at. Um I keep wanting to call it the Green New Deal, but I think it's just the New Deal, and that's why I'm getting confused. Anyway, he made all these social programs and all that fun stuff, and as a result, uh, we changed our work week from a 12, or workday, excuse me, from 12 hours to eight. So that just kind of got me thinking, you know, and the their slogan was, uh, you know, eight hours for work, eight hours of sleep, and eight hours for you. That makes 24 hours in the day. Um, but what bothers me is that, okay, Let's say you sleep your eight hours and let's assume that you're only working an eight hour shift, which most of us definitely work longer than that. But okay, so if I'm working the eight hours, I've slept for eight hours before I got to work. So that leaves an additional eight hours that they claim to be for me. But in reality, those eight hours are are not exclusively mine to do with what I please. For example, how you think you're going to get to work? You're not fucking teleporting. So you got to calculate time to drive to and from work. That's coming out of your U time. You know what I mean? In addition to that, um, 
you also have, you know, like going to the grocery store, just cooking, maintaining your household. Uh, majority of the people uh, that I know have children now. So you're dealing with your kids and you want to be active and, and invested and present in their lives and what they have going on. And then you also have to find the time to, you know, uh, do your budgeting, maintain your bills. You might have to call some bill collectors if you run behind. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So. I mean, in reality, like how many hours are do you actually get of free time for yourself? And then, yes, you may have one or two off days, depending on your place of employment. But on those off days, again, like I said, you're going to be inundated with uh, outside things that don't necessarily they they pertain to you, but they're not what you set up to do. You know what I mean? It's just life dealing with regular adult things that you have to, to have to deal with that we all have to deal with. So. I mean, I just came to the conclusion that that doesn't really leave much free time. There is some, but it doesn't leave much for you to pursue your own goals and your passions and desires. And that is frustrating to me because we dedicate so much of our time to these jobs. And ultimately, we just further in somebody else's dream. You know what I'm saying? So like we don't even take off like from work. We be scared. We nobody ever use their sick hours. Rarely. Um, they never use their vacation hours or if they do, they feel like, okay, well, I'm going to use it because I'm going to lose them. But for the most part, we've become conditioned to, to work only. And that's it. We don't do anything, um, to take us out of that situation. Um, so when we do have that free time, we tend to use it to relax or to just, um, I guess declutter our minds. We don't want to think about all of the responsibilities that we have on a daily basis. So as a result, we just kind of numb ourselves to those things. You know, you might just chill in the house all day or you might go out, you know, people drink, smoke, do what they do. But ultimately, you're not thinking um, in a business mindset because you feel that you've done that all week. However, um, it, it becomes frustrating because that is the time that you need to utilize to pursue your passions and to pursue your goals and to um, bring you out of that working class zone, if you will. Um, I mean, the way I look at it is if you don't do things to invest in yourself, then you're going to be working for somebody else for the rest of your life. Um, and that just don't sit well with me. Not at all. Um, so that's why I would say time management is key. You're going to have to, yeah, you might be tired when you get off, but you're going to have to take the the extra time and make sure that you have the the willpower and the mindset to know that you have a goal that you're trying to reach outside of working this job. This job is to maintain your livelihood, maintain your finances, your bills. However, the life that you want to live is not going to be, um, you're not going to reach that level in life or that goal working at this job. It just ain't going to happen. I will say some people, uh, depending upon their profession, um, they may enjoy their profession, you know, like they're a doctor or, um, or whatever they do to where it's they enjoy what they're doing. But even to those people, I would say you want to be um, business minded, business oriented, having your own practice so that you are the boss. You're making the rules. You you own this. You know what I mean? It's all about having something with your name on it and building your own business. You need to be the breadwinner. Um, and I think lots of times we get so consumed with work that we neglect our personal professional needs. You know what I mean? It's still a professional need. You have to work. Everybody going to have to work. You're going to have to do things you don't want to do. I definitely understand that. But I mean, being scared to take off, being scared to to utilize your time in the way that you would like to pursue things that you want to see um, flourish and grow. 
man, fuck these hoes. Like, I, I'm not worried about nobody at work, what they got to say. If you got to adjust your sleeping hours, you know, you do what you have to do in order to make sure that you are progressing and that you are working your way towards something uh, positive, you know? Um, it just really frustrates me the more and more I think about it. Like, y'all hoes really want us to be at work all damn day and then you want us to sleep a third of the day. And then for that last third that you claim is for me, I've got all of these other responsibilities that I have to take care of. So I don't ever have any time to pursue that American dream, if you will. Nah, fuck that. Next thing, though, I want to talk about, um, because I, I love politics, y'all. That shit is so fucking funny to me, like for multiple reasons. Uh, one, I really love it because it's of all the things that I, I guess I watch and I mean everything, um, as far as like the shows, sitcoms, I watch a lot of anime, um, none of that stuff matter, but the politics actually matters. All of the political videos, the political commentators and spectators, and, and I watch a lot of congressional hearings, things like that. That all matters. It applies to life. And I have definitely been pe uh, keeping up with the impeachment of Trump. And it's, it's like a whole spectacle, y'all. It's great. So um, I guess I'll give you a little bit of background. The reason that we started an official uh, impeachment inquiry was because uh, the whistleblower came out and um, alleged that Trump was um, had a quid pro quo, which is basically bribery, on his phone call with the newly elected Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky. So... Um, Trump, stupid ass, released a transcript. Well, it's not even a transcript for one. So everybody in the media is calling it a transcript. But I actually pulled up the transcript, if you will. And I'm doing hand quotations on transcript. I pulled it up myself. And when you read it, it says there, this is not an official transcript. This is just a memo because the call wasn't recorded. So this is just based off of their memory and notes that those who were on the call may have taken. So that right there is... Um, I don't know. I feel like that's a little suspect because basically you're just saying how you remember it. So if there's anything that's not factual, you're just going to say, oh, well, I, I remembered incorrectly. But whatever. In this uh, memo that he released, he outlines uh, the fact that he did, in fact, attempt to extort a bribe um, um, the Ukrainian president. Um, Congress authorized four hundred and forty million dollars somewhere in there. Um, of military aid to be given to the Ukrainians because, of course, you know, they are, um, I believe Ukraine is the the second or third most corrupt country in the world. Um, they have gone through just a ton of issues politically. And then also because of their vicinity to Russia, they're dealing with uh, Russian invaders trying to um, occupy their territory. It's Russia's goal to uh, reestablish or reconstitute the Soviet Union. So that's what they're doing. They're attempting to take back the land that the Soviet Union had so that they can become that entity again. Um, but yeah, so we, of course, we're their allies. We are not allies of Russia. We do not support dictators, communists, anything like that. So we will absolutely uh, attempt to aid anyone who um, has a democratic uh, political atmosphere. So that's what we did. You know, Congress, everybody approved this aid. It was approved. And Trump stopped the aid. Then he had this call with the president of Ukraine. The president of Ukraine asked Trump about the aid because they still hadn't received it. And Trump said, yes, you know, I'll get it to you. But I need you to do me a favor, though. 
And he starts talking about um, there's a company, Burisma, uh, that Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, worked at. And he uh, Trump is pretty much saying he wants the uh, Hunter and Joe Biden investigated as well as Burisma because he believes that it's corrupt. He believes that Joe Biden, um, when he was the vice president, um, there was something he did. Oh, uh, he believes for one in the nepotism that the reason that Hunter Biden was even on the board is only because Joe Biden was the vice president. But also um, he is claiming that there's a corruption and that uh, Joe Biden got a, a prosecutor fired um, simply because he wanted to, which wasn't the case. Joe Biden actually um, worked with all the other Western leaders and everyone was in agreement that he needed to be fired. OK, whatever. Anyway, um, so that pretty much outlines that Trump did what the whistleblower said. You did, if the aid was already approved, you and you, there was no reason for Trump to stop it, first and foremost. Then when you're asked about the aid, you say, yeah, I'll send it to you, but I need a favor though, which means you've now conditioned these funds that have already been approved by Congress on this favor. You see what I mean? And that is what a quid pro quo is. You cannot utilize your... Uh, office or your position of power to to get what you want from foreign governments for your own political gain. He wanted Joe Biden investigated so that if it comes out that Joe Biden is being investigated for corruption, it lessens the likelihood that he would be chosen as a Democratic nominee who would face off against Trump. Right. I hope y'all keeping up with me. Um, I realize that I might not be uh, covering everything because I keep up with it pretty consistently. But for those of y'all, y'all might be like, I don't know what the fuck he talking about. Y'all need to start watching the news, multiple news um, networks and sites, because what I've noticed is if let's say you're watching Fox, Fox is going to give you their own narrative. Everyone they bring on is going to be um, they're going to ask questions or going to be they're going to fall in line with that narrative. Same thing with CNN, same thing with MSNBC, um, NBC. I mean, everything you can think of, CBS, they're all going to have their own uh, target audience and they're going to share the story through that lens. So what I do is I like to watch clips from all of them so that I can um, form my own opinion. You know what I mean? Once I feel that I've collected all the facts and done my research, then from there I'm able to decide what I feel is right or what I feel is truth and, and I'll go from there. So that's what I need to start doing instead of watching all this love and hip hop. Anyway, so... Um, uh, the Republicans in Congress are definitely ride or dying for Trump, or I guess ride then die because Trump been throwing their asses under the bus. But um, it's just it's hilarious to me to actually listen to the um, impeachment hearings and listen to the Republican congressmen and congresswomen um, attempt to defend Donald Trump. It's so. It's so perplexing to me because they never actually dispute that his impeachable uh, offenses, you know, they only attack the process or the method in which the impeachment is being handled. So they'll say first they say, you know, oh, um, we're not going to participate. This was the White House and all the Republicans. We're not going to participate because this is just an impeachment inquiry. It's not an official uh, impeachment because no vote has been uh, carried out. Although the Constitution states, which I read, or it does not state, rather, that a vote has to be conducted. That is not constitutionally um, required. So the impeachment inquiry was, in fact, uh, still in effect. However, they all decided they didn't want to participate. They weren't going to cooperate with any of the subpoenas or anything like that. So 
Nancy Pelosi said, okay, y'all want to vote? Well, let's vote on it. So she voted, won the vote, and now they're saying, um, and they were also saying like, oh, you know, we don't have any, it's not a fair process. We can't, um, they're having these closed door hearings. You know, there aren't any Republicans, even though there are Republicans in Congress, so they can stop with this foolish lie. But, um, you know, they wanted to be more inclu- included. They wanted to have their the list of their rights for the president listed out because once you officially vote on an impeachment and then the president gets certain authorities that he didn't have before. For example, um, how the Congress was issuing subpoenas, which means they're requesting that people show up to Congress to testify uh, for whatever it is that they they're investigating. When the Congress would issue those subpoenas, um, the president, like I said, he would tell his people not to go, but he also did not have that authority. Once the impeachment inquiry was voted upon, he now has the authority to subpoena people as well and to cross-examine witnesses and and to call witnesses as well. So it definitely gave him a lot of power. In fact, I was looking over all of the the powers and authorities that it gave to him uh, in comparison to Bill Clinton's impeachment and um, Richard Nixon's impeachment. And Trump definitely has the most um, authorities or, um, he has the most, he has the most leeway. I'll leave it like that compared to his predecessors who have been impeached. Um, so that was interesting to hear that the Republicans attacking the process as they're going throughout the, um, this whole impeachment and everything that they say, the Democrats have given them. And then they just try and find something else. They attack a process or attack the way someone said something, um, the other day, this was last week, they, the House Judiciary Committee had four um, law professors from Harvard, Stanford, Yale. I uh, can't remember the other one. Um, or maybe there were only three, and that's why I can't remember. Either way, they had professors from um, accredited schools across America come and review the evidence that had been collected about the impeachment to determine if impeachment was actually required should they draft the articles of impeachment and um one of the ladies made a pun about donald trump's son his name is baron and she said that um she can he can name him baron but he can't make him a baron um and she was speaking to the fact that you can't have any titles in america so there's no king you can't have like a baron the next person in line to be your predecessor like um as far as your family like no 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 and all the Republicans got mad at that. Like, how can you bring up his son? How can you da 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 da? And it was just so funny to me to watch because I'm like, you hoes not even paying attention to anything she's saying. You're so caught up on deep, the one word specific thing that she said when she was referencing the name of his child and not that child himself. And um, I don't know. It's just all a mess. It's all a mess, y'all. y'all if you're not paying attention, definitely pay attention. Um, Giuliani, Trump's attorney, uh, is in hot shit, too, over the Ukraine scandal. Um, this nigga is out of control. So he apparently it, what it seems to me based on all of my research is that uh, President Trump asked Giuliani to to deal with this whole Ukrainian scandal of getting the Bidens investigated and Burisma and making sure it was very important that um, the president of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky, that he went on CNN and stated that he was going to be investigating the Bidens. That was one thing specifically that Trump wanted, because as I said, once that gets out there, uh, the media takes it and runs with it. And it could and it was his hope that it would have uh, lessened the chances of Joe Biden becoming the Democratic nominee. Cool. We all there. OK, great. So while Giuliani was doing that, 
This nigga also was like, well, hell, I'm over here. I may as well go ahead and try and get my money on the side. So he was making um, his own backwater undercut deals. And uh, two of his associates have already been arrested as a result of that. Uh, Lef, Les Parnes and uh, the other guy whose name I can't remember. But, um, you know, they have pictures with Trump, pictures of Giuliani. Trump ass claiming he don't know him. Um, Giuliani claiming he never did anything illegal with him. It's just a whole... <laughs> fiasco. Then um, Trump has been like uh, one of the reporters asked Trump if Giuliani was still his attorney. And he was like, well, I don't know. That's up to Giuliani. Like, I would think so. So it's been this sort of underlying um, idea that Trump is going to throw Giuliani under the bus because, I mean, that's what he did with Michael Cohen. That's what that's what Trump does. He throws people under the bus. Once the water gets too hot, you're going to take the fall and he's just going to keep going. Right. So Giuliani got on national TV. And when he was asked, um, you know, how do, well, how do you respond to the allegations that Trump may throw you under the bus? And he said, you know, I have insurance if he tries that. And that was very interesting to me. Like, so what do you have on Trump that you feel like would be um, insurance enough to warrant him not throwing you under the bus? And also, if you felt the need to have insurance, let's not forget Giuliani also said he has recordings of um, of conversations and phone calls that he's had with Trump as well that he has not released. So if you're doing all this recording and, you know, getting all of all this evidence against him for a just in case, then what else have you been doing, Giuliani, to feel the need to to cover your ass like that? You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then, um, let me see. Oh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Nancy Pelosi because she is that bitch. It was so funny. This had to be two days ago. She was talking to a reporter and the reporter asked her if she hated Trump and if that why is that's why the the reporter asked if she hated Trump and if that was why, there we go, um, she was proceeding with the impeachment inquiry and, or the impeachment now because it's no longer an inquiry. Um, they have proceeded with the articles of impeachment. And Nancy Pelosi got mad, bitch start shaking, like <laughs> she got that old woman mad and it was hilarious to me. Um, she definitely held her own, articulated what she was trying to say, but just the whole little spectacle I found to be uh, quite comical. And then my last thing over here on the, the political front is um, the world leaders. <laughs> so they had the NATO conference uh, two, three days ago, and the world leaders were um, caught mocking Trump on camera and they have the recording of it. And they're talking about how whenever Trump says something, his whole team's jaws drop to the floor and they're flabbergasted by it. And they were commenting on how Trump made everybody wait because he was doing this 45 minute uh, impromptu press conference and just this whole thing. Right. And uh, it was the the Canadian prime minister. Um, I believe the the head of France was there in Germany. Like, you know, there's just a few other world leaders were there and they were all just pretty much gossiping about him. So the next day, while still at NATO, a reporter asked Trump if he had seen um, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, who was the Canadian prime minister, uh, and the others mocking him. This nigga, Trump, on live TV, worldwide live TV, said... Well, um, Trudeau is two-faced, so there's that. And I, when I tell you I died laughing, I mean, I died laughing. Like, two-faced? 
How old are you? Donald Trump, you well in your 70s, well in your 70s. And you are too old to be calling a man two-faced on national TV. And in that same breath, he goes, well, Trudeau's two-faced, so there's that. But I will say he's a nice guy. So <laughs> it's just clear to me that you don't even understand the definition of two-faced because most people who are two-faced are going to smile on your face. That's the two faces. You get it? They're going to smile on your face. That's one. And they're going to talk about your ass behind your back. That's the second face. So I don't know if he just didn't quite understand the meaning of two face um, or if he was trying to walk that back because he, he realized what he had said. But it was fucking hilarious to me. And I had to rewind it and everything because the commentators were even looking like, what <laughs> playground are we on right now? Um, it was just all funny. It's all hilarious to me because... Um, Trump is just like, fuck these hoes. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to throw everybody under the bus. Fuck it all. Giuliani's like, fuck these hoes. I'm going to make sure I'm good. Fuck Trump. Fuck left partner. Fuck everybody. I'm going to make sure I'm good and I'm straight. And that, you know, if if push comes to shove, I'm going to cover my own ass. Um, Nancy Pelosi, like, fuck these hoes. I'm filing for impeachment regardless of how you feel about it, Trump, regardless of how anybody may feel about it, because I've connected or uh, collected enough evidence. And then the world leaders just out here like, fuck these hoes, because I'm going to say whatever I want, because I'm a world leader. I don't care if it's about Trump. I don't care if I got a microphone on me. I don't care if y'all recording. I said what I said, ho. And that is absolutely hilarious to me. I'm telling y'all, politics is a spectacle to behold. All of it. They they always arguing. They always telling each other off. And they do it in the most professional manner. It's great if y'all need to go ahead and let y'all bosses know about themselves. Go ahead and watch a congressional hearing for one day. You will pick up on so much lingo. You can get in his shit. He won't even know it. Trust me, I've been doing it for years. I'm well seasoned. All right. My well, last thing um, I want to talk about um, and is the personal aspect. You know, fuck these hoes. And I mean that both literally and figuratively. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, you know, I, I guess I'm learning uh, not to overextend myself. And I don't mean, when I say hoes, I don't, I guess I do mean hoes, but I don't just mean hoes. I mean everybody. Like, fuck everybody, pretty much, when I say fuck these hoes. But um, I'm learning not to overextend myself to anyone. Um, I found that I do that, or I did that rather, quite often. In the past to where I would reach out to people so consistently because I wanted to um, kindle our relationship and ensure that, you know, we were still good friends or if we talk and make sure that we stay consistent, things like that. And fuck all that. People actions are truth, not how you feel or the potential you may see in them. What people do is truth. You an example. If I hit you up or you hit me up and you don't respond or I don't respond, either way, that shows the interest right there. We all millennials. We know we all keep our phones. You may not have seen the message right away, but when you got to your phone, you had enough time to fucking message me back or call me or let me know, my bad. You know, um, I was doing this, this, and that, or, you know, I was, I'm was i busy right now. I'll get back at you later. Something like that. But don't overextend yourself. I wish, huh, I will send one text, let you not reply. Oh, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I, I will never fix my hands to text you back. I'm certainly not calling. And then when you reach out to me four or five days later, hmm, I'm going to be dry as fuck. Like, I don't even know you. Oh, yeah, okay, what's up? Yeah, but you you lost that. I'm not I'm not going to be waiting on the shelf for nobody, no. Nope. Not I. Not I. You got to know you the shit and you got to own it. I think, you know, that goes back to that self-love piece 
uh, that we discussed a few weeks back. Um, you really you have to embody that. You got to know who you are, love who you are. And then fuck all these hoes, literally and figuratively, like I said. Um, I I really think, though, uh, that main thing, that that main point that I said of overextending yourself, I have found a lot of people do that. Um, I mean, even in my own experience, like I'll have people hit me up like consistently like, hey, hey, what you doing? Hi. Shaking my head. Tisk. Why are you not texting back? Because I don't want to fucking talk to you. If I didn't text you back four weeks ago when you said, hey, today's hey ain't going to change nothing. You know what I mean? Like people actions speak. Their actions are truth. If you're interested in somebody, if you're interested in something, you put forth the time and, and effort to make make it known. You know, if you like to sing, you're going to make sure you're singing. You're going to take the time out of your day to sing something every day. If you like to cook, you're going to make sure you cook something whenever you have the time. Same thing. If you if when you're dealing with people in any uh, capacity, don't overextend yourself. You got to realize that you are a prize. You know what I mean? Like I I guess the way I like to articulate it is that it is a privilege to remain in my presence. And people think that's so cocky, and I, quite frankly, I don't give a fuck. It is a privilege to know Brian Banks, absolutely, because I am going to be upfront with you. I'm going to be outspoken. Um, I'm going to be loving. It's always going to come out love. I'm letting you know something. I'm going to be real. We can have a good time. It is absolutely uh, a privilege to be in my presence, a privilege to know me. Absolutely. I don't just associate with any and everybody. I'm I'm a nice person. I guess I can be friendly, but for the most part, I really don't want nobody fucking talking to me ever. Like I just I talk a lot, which is odd. You know, I'll um start a conversation or I might even interject in a conversation if I feel I have something to say. But for the most part, I'm just gonna fall back, scope out the scene. I'm uh, can be very observant even if I'm talking to somebody. Um but that's me. I like to, you know, just kinda stay back, watch everybody. So, you know, if somebody says something I'm interested in, I might, like I said, interject into that. But then I'm going to fall back and, and just scope everything out. Um, you got to know that you are the prize. You got to know it. You got to own it. You got to walk in that. And I don't mean um, being cocky, but it, it's, it's, it's a form of making sure that you protect yourself. And also, I just think, it, I don't know. For me, it's just more attractive. If I'm dealing with somebody and you're not all over, clinginess is the quickest way for me to not fuck with you. I'm sorry. And I don't mean that even just on a we fucking type of level. I mean, like, if you're a clingy friend, if you're a clingy person, if you all up on me, you want to be all around me, like, it's going to cause me to remove myself from you more and more. And I understand that that causes people to draw towards you more and more. So for me, the more I move back, if you don't get the hint, the meaner I get. And I can't help that. I just start getting real, real, um, I, I don't know the word that I'm looking for, but I get real, I mean, really, really, the the longer it goes on, the more rude I get. I'm leave it like that. So I I try my best to just kind of keep my distance, you know? And then also, I, like I said, I think that that's just more attractive anyway to not really reveal all your cards, um, not let everybody know what you're thinking all the time. Um, but yeah, I don't want to start rambling because I feel like I'm about to. Like I said, fuck these hoes. On all levels. Fuck them. You the shit. You the dookie. You got to exude dookie. You know what I'm talking about? If you got that dookie aura, they're going to be, oh, yeah, he the shit. I feel it. That's our word for the day. Dookie aura, yeah? <laughs> all right, bitches. Let me go ahead and get up out of here. Um, I got a few errands to run. 
I'm going to definitely try and make sure that I am consistent, but I am making no promises because life is happening. I, um, if y'all have any suggestions or things y'all want me to cover, as always, get at me. Y'all know all of my um, social media information. Um, and until next time, appreciate y'all for tuning in, bitches. Love y'all.